What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of Fit Design TV. As always, so glad to have you lovely folks back on the channel. On today's episode, we'll be discussing how you can prevent returns of your items as an online e-commerce brand before they happen. Certain techniques that you can use on your website and how you present and portray your items that can give your customers the information that they need to make an accurate assumption of how it fits, what the product looks like, so on and so forth. And the goal here is to increase customer satisfaction and to decrease the amount or the rate of return products. In a previous episode, we've explained the importance of providing a clear and concise return policy. Whether it's a free return policy or they pay for the shipping, it is important to have a sense of recourse for your customer. On this episode, I want to look at how you can decrease your return rates and keep them at an absolute minimum. So if you're a new fashion brand or if you're a veteran in the industry, you struggle from high return rates, this episode is for you. So how does one prevent returns before they happen? It all comes down to one thing, clear and accurate representation of your products via your sales channels. As an online fashion brand, you don't have the opportunity to interact with the customer, to answer their questions in a way that gives them a physical understanding of the product, of the color of the product, of the material of the product, of the quality of the product. You're relying on how your website is doing all of that work for you in order to give your customers a clear understanding. The first part to any clear and low return policy is going to be portray your products clearly. Use accurate product names, accurate product descriptions. If something is a racerback sports bra, call it a racerback sports bra, not a halter sports bra. Use the correct terminology. That's a very specific example, but the way in which you call your products has a huge impact on how they're perceived. If your product is more performance oriented, don't give it a name that would suggest otherwise, so on and so forth. At the same time, with your product descriptions, how you're describing the product, make sure that you're giving an understanding of the material. You're giving an understanding of the type of way that this product is meant and intended to be used. Certain key points of interest on the product. Let's use the example of a bra. Don't mention a bra as being a high impact bra if it's made out of a very stretchy and lightweight fabric. There's a dissonance there between how you're portraying and marketing the product and actually how it appears in real life. So make sure your customers know what they're getting predominantly through the product name and the description. Next up is provide images of the product and how you provide images is extremely important. Number one, if you're providing images of the product, make sure that the color that is on the product is represented correctly. Make sure that you have the right lighting setup. Nothing is too dark. Don't go for high intensity or high contrast lighting schemes. Make sure that your hues, your saturation is also represented correctly. If you have a specific shade of red, but for some reason you're using moody green lighting, you're going to allow that green lighting to bleed into the product itself and that's going to create a distortion of how the color of the product is in real life. So your customer may assume they're getting one color, but when they receive the product, they're getting another color. Make sure you're providing images of your products in consistent lighting in multiple angles, front, side, back. A bonus is to provide macro shots of the product of specific key details that you want to show. Essentially, macro shots are going to be shot on a 100 plus millimeter lens, and you can get really close into the weeds of the product and showcase the details such as the stitching, the finishing, logos that you want. Perhaps they're not actually quite represented on a far away product shot correctly. A good example of this might be a 3D silicone logo. Providing a close up product shot gives you not only the opportunity to clearly communicate, what the actual detail is, but also showcase the value the customer is getting. Another great example is potentially to give 
your product is shot on multiple body types. A good example of this is when you have unisex clothing. Usually unisex clothing is shot on both a man and a woman model to showcase how the same product is able to fit on different body types. You could do the same thing. Provide your products maybe on a size small and maybe on a size XL. This is going to give customers on either sides of the spectrum a better understanding of the fit of the product. Next up is videos. What I usually recommend brands to do is a simple 360 spin. Whether that's a model that comes in off screen, comes into the center of the frame, spins around and walks off, this can be a very, very good way to showcase your product in the flesh in an easy way that customers can see all angles. Another great example is provide a interactive 3D model. There's a ton of 3D softwares out there that allow you to showcase your products in interactive ways. If you guys are interested in building out your own 3D interactive model set, where we can take your garments, 3D model them, and have them on your website in a way that's completely interactive, allowing your customers to spin around, to check the product from all angles, check the link in the description. We have a contact form and you can contact us with that. I'll leave an example of this up here so you guys can see how these products can be fully interacted with in 3D. Next up is going to be an accurate sizing chart. Most returns happen due to poorly fitted garments. Either the garment is too tight or it's too loose. Making sure from the get-go, from your product development, that your garment is fitted correctly to the specific market that you're operating in. If you're a US brand, it does not make sense to use Asian sizing. The same is true vice versa. Also, make sure that you are giving the model's description and dimensions and also their proportions. A great way is to give the model height, the weight, and any specific key measurements. That way, when someone is looking at the images of the model or the video of the model, they can sort of get an understanding of how that garment is going to fit on them. The last thing, provide sizing charts. Sizing charts are an essential part of the customer purchasing experience. Definitely have one sizing chart for men's tops, one sizing chart for men's bottoms, have a sizing chart for women's tops, women's bottoms, and also potentially women's bras. If you guys wanna see a separate video in the future where I go into detail on how to structure these sizing charts, let me know in the description. Thumbs up this video, and I'll definitely go into details on what measurements should be included and what ranges should be included. And I might even give you guys a template on how to do it yourself. One bonus thing that a lot of top tier brands do is they give you a size calculator. If you've ever been on ASOS.com, you're able to put in your height, you're able to put in your weight, and it's also able to give you a suggestion for which size you are on a specific product type. This is very useful because as you know, people are lazy and if you allow them to read their own sizing chart, they may misinterpret it or misread it. So this just makes it a lot easier and just enhances your overall customer experience. Last but not least, in terms of preventing item returns is to not blame it on the customer. Clearly analyze, use data to analyze which products are being returned and check specific products that you notice are being returned with high frequency. If these products are being returned with high frequency, you need to reach out to the customer, understand why they're being returned. Is it a sizing issue? Is it a quality issue? Is it a representation issue? Analyzing the data on which items are being returned and how frequently they're being returned gives you the tools that you need to prevent similar returns in the future, which is going to save you a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, and it's going to keep your customers happy. Because the last thing a customer wants to do is actually return a product. They've gone ahead, they've made the purchase, they've given you their trust. Unless they have malicious intent, most likely they intended on keeping this product. So they want to be happy with their purchase. Give them the opportunity to minimize any potential issues or any potential reason to actually return the product. Let me know which of these points you guys agree with the most. If you guys enjoyed this episode, if you found it helpful, please, please consider smashing a massive thumbs up. It really does help us out. And if you're considering how to 
upgrade or structure your own return policy, check the link in the description. I offer one-on-one -on -one private consultation calls every single week with limited slots, and I'd love to better understand what your unique challenges are as a startup business or as an established fashion brand, and I can see how to help you optimize to save you money, to increase customer satisfaction and overall customer retention. Guys, I say this every time, but from the very bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fit Design TV. Until next week's episode, stay awesome.